In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. It made an impression uh, on me today as we were processing around the church with the cross, so beautifully decorated, with three candles shining so beautifully. And still, as I gaze on it now, it, it's speaking to me as well, and I'm sure to you. It's such a beautiful statement. The cross is brought forth like this in the midst of Great Lent because we have been trying to carry a cross during this Lent season, doing our best to fast, to participate, to put ourselves fully into this beautiful time of Lent, but it can also be, and it is supposed to be, a bit of a struggle. And so we get a little weary. And the church places the cross in the center of Lent to bring us hope so we can look upon it like a tree uh, in our midst where we can rest under its shade, to give us rest and to give us hope and to refresh us to move forward. We've been focusing a lot these first few weeks on fasting and spiritual readings and uh, planning or going to confessions and focusing a lot on our, ourself. And now as we go to this next stage of Lent, uh, we start to focus on the cross and the passion of Christ and all that Christ has done for us. Because it is uh, the cross of Christ that saves us. We carry our cross, we're called to do that, as the gospel says today, but it's Christ's sacrifice at the cross that we always look toward and remember. There's so many beautiful expressions, and I just take a couple here from Orthros today, but I actually made copies of uh, from Orthros and Vespers, and I was going over them the other day, they were so beautiful. But here's a couple that speak to us about the beauty and the power and the meaning and the encouragement we can draw from the cross. Of old, the tree in the garden stripped us naked, and by its taste did the enemy bring in death. Now the tree of the cross, which for all mankind is bearing the garment of life, was planted upon the earth and therefore is all the world filled with every joy as we see it revered today. Let us, O peoples, cry aloud together unto God in faith. Full of glory is your house, O Lord. Full of glory is your house, O Lord. I hope you felt that what I felt as we processed today. And even now as I look upon the cross and see the church full of your beautiful faces, I can't help but think Full of glory is your house, O Lord. What a precious title. The fiery sword is not guarding the entrance to Eden anymore, for it was extinguished in the paradoxical manner by the tree of the cross. The sting of death and the victory of Hades have been stricken, and you, my Savior, came and cried out to those in Hades, Enter again to paradise. That is the goal of our Lenten journey, that we would return home like the prodigal as we had in that pre-Lenten Sunday getting us ready. Remember, he went to a faraway place, but he came to himself and came home to the embrace of his father. And so is this journey towards Pascha. We go through this, 
Lenten process, we walk with Christ to his crucifixion, and we celebrate then his holy resurrection. As we said today, we venerate your cross and we glorify your holy resurrection. There's a story I heard many years ago, and I probably don't, won't get it right, but it has such good elements that I think uh, it'll be helpful. It's a story about two men that were a little bit lost on their way to a town many years ago when there weren't many roads and the travel was difficult. And it was winter and a snowstorm came on them suddenly. And they were making it through a mountainous pass trying to get to the city before dark when the city would close its gates. And as they were walking, they found a man in a deep crevice who had fallen and he had injured himself. And the two looked down on the man and the one said to the other, if we try to save him, we shall certainly all perish. And the other said, you're probably right, my dear friend, but I, my heart tells me I must do so. They embraced, one said goodbye, went forward to be saved into the town, hoping to make it in time. The other took up the cross of trying to carry this man. First, he had to reach down to the pit and pull him out. Then he put him on his shoulders, much like a cross, and he trudges through the snow, right? And he is working so hard, carrying this brother on his back, that he's actually starting to sweat in the bitter cold. And they get closer to their destination, not really knowing because it's blowing and it's so cold. And the man trips, and he realizes it's the frozen body of his friend that he just said goodbye to not long ago, who was overcome by the cold and died in the snow. He picked up, realizing his friend was dead and nothing more he could do, he went on to save himself and the man, putting him back on his shoulders, much like carrying the cross. And sure enough, only a little distance away, over a hill, they could see the lights of the town. Very sad, powerful moment. They could see the lights of the town. They knew there was hope, and they eventually made it down. And so this short story explains to us that we're called to carry our cross. And sometimes the very burden of caring for others, for our brothers and sisters, that very burden that we think is so difficult, so loathsome, so you know, too much for us, is the very thing that saves us. For had he not taken up his brother and used all his might and gained that warmth from carrying the one in need, he would have too perished in the snow. It's a little parable, but I think that it helps us. And so too, let us remember, as we strive to build ourselves spiritually during this Lent season, that is the cross of Christ that we must remember we must remember that he gives us a cross to bear, and we must remember that in doing so, like the arms of the cross are outstretched, Christ on the cross is arms are outstretched, so we must always remember to embrace one another on this Lenten journey, that we are a community, we're striving for it together. We're not saved alone, but we're saved together in God's holy church. And may we strive to reach, as we said earlier, that paradise, that kingdom to come, which we're building now. God's grace, and especially so in this liturgy today, where we started by saying, blessed is the kingdom of the Father and the Son and the Spirit. So in time, we are in the kingdom now. So may the Lord bless us by the power of his holy cross. May we be uh, invigorated today 
seeing it before us. And may it be like uh, the standard or the banner of a king that comes before us, preparing the way of the king as we go to greet, march forward to greet him. We pray that that will happen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please rise. <coughs> Let us all say with our whole song, with our whole mind, let us say. Lord Almighty God of our fathers, we pray to you, hear us and have mercy. Have mercy on us, O God, according to your great mercy, we pray to you, hear us and have mercy. And we pray for our Archbishop Gerasimo. Pray for our brethren, the priests here amongst deacons.